Welcome to Asphalt Chasers, the podcast where two motorcycle enthusiasts share their tales of adventure on the open road. Join John and Dave as they discuss the exciting rides they've conquered, the interesting people they've met, and the places they hope to explore in the future. From scenic routes through breathtaking landscapes to exhilarating rides through bustling cities, your hosts will take you on a journey like no other. They will share tips and tricks for planning the ultimate motorcycle trip and talk about the gear and equipment they swear by. And at the end of each episode, they'll raise a glass and take a shot of their favorite spirit in celebration of a ride well-ridden. So strap on your helmet and join John and Dave on the ride with Asphalt Chasers. Welcome to Asphalt Chasers episode 12. I'm your host, John. Once again, I am joined by my riding friend, partner in crime, the Daredevil himself, Dangerous Dave. How you doing, buddy? Good. I'm doing good. You're doing good. Did you? And, and Happy New Year's to everybody. Hope everybody had a safe and wonderful holiday. I didn't have a bad one. How about yourself, Dave? Not a bad one, no. Not a bad one. I know we uh a little sickness running around, so I know we talked about earlier we are going to meet up before New Year's, and well, my wife was a little sick, so we kind of said, Dave, you better not come. Don't want to get y'all sick, so yeah. And then my wife got sick anyways. Well, it wasn't from me. No. And it wasn't from my wife. So anyways. So, did did you get any new motorcycle parts for Christmas? No. Did you buy yourself any motorcycle parts? No, I didn't buy any more motorcycle parts. Not yet. Oh, not yet. What you looking at, Dave? You going to take some Christmas money and buy some parts? Birthday money. Birthday money. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Dave. Thank you. You're, um, you're 29 and a half now, right? Yeah, plus about, you know, 30. <laughs> Not quite 30. <laughs> mm. uh, I'm thinking about get, ordering the new front suspension. Ooh. Ooh. ooh, ooh. Going to pull the trigger, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. I think so. I'm going to go with the uh, pro action, just like the rear, so. Well, it makes sense to make it so that it's a matching pair. I would think that'd be yeah. the smart thing to do. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I last I seen, I can get the front, the parts is like 350 bucks plus oil. So I can get somebody, to, I've got a mechanic friend help me do it, so. Case of beer for him? Uh, I'll throw him like 50 bucks, and he'll be happy. Okay. But, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Well, you know him. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, as we uh, talked last time about riding for next year, we're still starting to plan out stuff for 24. I'm working on the plans just before we talked, started recording. We were talking about the ride out west and making Dave give up at 5 a.m. He's not happy about that, but he'll be kicking and screaming on the bike. Too bad. Well, you're, making, you're making me ride 700 and how many? 70 miles. 770 miles, most of which by myself in a day when I can't get an early start. So, and then you want me to get up at 6 a.m. the next morning? Well, yeah, Dave. Why not? No, no. I'm sorry. Not get up. Get up at 5 a.m. Leave at 6. Well, we do have a city we've got to deal with traffic. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Once you explain it like that, then it makes more sense. And, and and we have a goal. I'm trying to get you so you can visit some family members. Yep. We're trying to visit some family on our big, giant, 
Mondo trip this year. Yep, yep. And and we might have some friends joining us on the way. So, you know, it'll be yep. kind of cool. So, uh, anyway, so uh, what would you like to discuss about tonight? What, what are we going to ponder tonight about motorcycle riding trips? What, what are you going to talk about? I thought maybe we could talk a little about riding solo and in groups. Oh, solos in, 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 in groups. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had a little bit of experience solo tripping and you've had a lot of experience solo tripping. We've ridden together on trips. Yes. And I've ridden in big packs, small packs on yeah. trips and planning stuff. It's very interesting between the two. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll say solo trips are, you go at what you feel like going. You, you got to make the decision of what you want to do. You stop when you want to stop. Trips are a little more easier to plan because you don't have to worry about who you're with so much. Right. Um, but it does get lonely out there after a while being all by yourself, just traveling along and rolling the miles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, I've gone, so I've done, I've done that is one thing. Um, and sometimes at night it kind of gets boring, um, being there by yourself. So one of the cool trips that I did, one of my first times I went to California back in 20, Let's see, I think it was 18. I think I did that trip. Um, what was neat about that trip coming back east by myself was I had nights where I had a couple stops on the way where I was stopping to visit people, which made the trip enjoyable where when I got someplace, I was visiting somebody, and I was hanging out with somebody. So that kind of helped with the trip. Um, yeah. You know, so so that's where it goes. And then when you get into larger groups, it depends on who you're with. Like you and me, Dave, we're pretty much, I feel, on the same page with the trips and the stops and where yeah. to stop, and, and it makes it easy. Mm-hmm. When you start getting bigger groups, I start to get personally worried about, is everybody happy? Is everybody okay? And and it starts to stress me out some um, with that little okay. aspect. Um, and and then as we know with the kind of the going west, my comment on going west is make sure you know where the gas stops are. When you yeah, get, when you get out in the Midwest, yeah. When you get east of the Mississippi, you better start knowing west of the Mississippi. West of the Mississippi, you better start knowing. Where are you going to stop? Because it can get pretty uh, desolate pretty fast. Yeah. And I know you guys experienced that with the campers. The trailers going out that one year with people with gas. I mean, you guys ran into some issues where you guys didn't know if you were going to make it to a gas stop. Yeah. we had Well, because we had a truck that could only go about 150 miles. Right. And. And we got to one point where it was about, I want to say between 1130 and one in the morning. And we were looking for a gas station that was open. Yeah. So you kind of got to do that. And that's, 
and I guess the one thing I do with my trips is I always plan for a truck stop, pilot, gloves, uh, a Bucky's, um, a sheet. You know it's going to be open. Uh, quick trip. Clock. Yeah, a Wawa. Something that's usually a 24 hour gas station is usually what I look for. Um, and I like truck stops just because it's like gas, food, and clean restrooms. Yeah. For the most part, they are pretty clean. Yeah. So, and if you needed to, you could take a shower. I've never done one of those. Oh. How are they? I, they're probably the cleanest part of the truck stop, buddy. Well, I, well, I kind of figured out because I think they clean them after you get everybody, every time they get done, don't they clean them after every person? Yeah, after every person they go through and they clean them. And by clean them, I mean everyone I've been to, they even mop the floors and stuff, empty the garbage, everything. It's like, it's like I said, it's the cleanest part of a truck stop, in my opinion. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's kind of cool. So, and, and they do supply the towels and washcloths, and there is shampoo and soap, at least in the, I always use loves because I get free showers there, but they, they have a, they have a, like the pump things on the wall. Yeah. With uh, soap and so how much is a shower at loves? $17. Oh, wow. That's kind of, you know, I talk about that. Talk about that. This is another thing talking about riding. So there's actually an, another friend of, well, Rich's, Rich's has a friend, dad. He actually has a gym membership. Okay. To like anytime fitness or one of the nationwide fitness centers. Yeah. Pulls up into the fitness center, goes in and takes a shower. Yep. Because you got nationwide access. Right. I mean, I was a member of Planet Fitness for a while, but with with you or me, you know, traveling, that's fine. For trucks, it don't work. Well, no. Yeah. Yeah. I know that doesn't work for trucks. I'm just saying for bikes. I'm just talking about the bike side of the house. Oh yeah, on the bikes of yeah, like Planet Fitness, you pay what is it like twenty five dollars a month, and any one of their places you can go and take a shower. Yeah, so it kind of works out if you need to do something like that. But unfortunately, I am too much um, a person that likes hotels. I don't. I'm not a fan of sleeping in tent hammocks. I've tried it. I don't sleep very well. Yeah, I know, David. You're probably a different story on that, but. I can go either way. But I'm a creature of comfort, and after being on the bike in 90-degree weather, I do like a good air conditioning room. Yes. I think yeah. you'll agree with that one. I think yes, there's I one will. day. Yes. You, you know, uh, we should go back to the story real quick about this. So every time we get to a hotel room, we've gone there. I go in there, and I crank the temperature down to like 60 degrees. Dave's like, oh, my God, you're freezing me out. You're freezing me out. I remember one hotel. In Arkansas, that I cranked it down to 60 degrees. I was going to warm it up, and you go, no, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, Dave? Yeah, you're right. You remember that one? Yeah. And I remember one where I said, I'll sleep on the sofa, and I woke up in the middle of the night because nobody gave me a blanket or nothing, and it's 60 <laughs> degrees, and all I got to keep me warm is a couple of paper towels <laughs> and a sweatshirt. Well, you could have jumped in bed with Brian. <laughs> you guys didn't even offer me a blanket and then you had the air of course when i went to bed it was like 68 degrees in there i was comfy at, at two o'clock in the morning i wake up and i feel like an ice cube 
All the times. So that's that's traveling. So a lot of it comes down to I've done cross country by myself. It's it does take a little bit. It's more concerning. I do have you know, I do run a spot tracker that I have. Um that's a unit where something happens, I can hit a button and it sends out the rescue squads. Yeah. Um Natalie actually I run Life three sixty and Natalie actually tracks me. And so I think if I'm stopped very long on the side of the road, she would probably be like, What's going on? So I would say that's the thing is if you're traveling by yourself, you know, be prepared. Or Yeah, try at least. Try at least. Have some way of letting your loved ones follow you or something. Like I I mean I have the the Google thing where mm-hmm. Debbie can see me anytime she wants. She follows me a hundred percent of the time. Oh, poor Dave. Dave can't run away until he runs out of cell service. Yeah. Or turn the GPS off on the phone. Oh, then she'll be calling you. Yeah. Well, cause yeah. Why are you still at this place? I'm not. I forgot to turn. I must bump the GPS. I'm going to turn it back on. Turn it back on. Yeah. So, so is that, you know, does that cover you think? What so ordered? like, well, I had questions like, okay. uh, for you, I know you like to plan a lot. Yep. So when you're doing it by yourself, do you plan just as much or what do you tend to leave out? You said it was easier to plan for yourself than like a group. Like when we were doing, like when we were coming back from Sturgis, I know it was a lot more planning because we had to stop every 120 miles or so for Zach's fuel tank. Right. So I think on Sturgis, Coming back from Sturgis, I think how I did that one was I didn't. I planned out where or way we were going to go, but I didn't really plan the gas stops. I winged the gas stops, and I knew how many miles we'd gone and what's the next town coming up. Oh, okay. So I kind of like on the interstates, like okay, well, you know, they interstates give you how much miles to the next big town, right? So usually it's a big town that they put the miles on. So you kind of could guess, okay, well, 50 miles is a, is a town away. All right, well, we're, we're at, like, he's got 80 miles to go. Well, we need to stop in that town, you know, or stop gotcha. in that area. You know, billboards help out a lot, saying what's coming up. And, and also, I run um, a Garmin Zoom XT GPS unit that has the ability to say what's up ahead and I can touch screen it and I can, it gives you, I don't know how many miles up ahead exits. I think there's 10, 20 miles. So I kind of can use that as well to help navigate where we're going. Um, okay. Usually what I leave out is probably when I'm by myself. I don't do all the major, like I'm going to stop at X gas station. I'm going to just go. Like I can tell you, like going up to you, coming up to Pennsylvania, I pretty much know the route so much back in my head. Oh that, yeah, that, that one. Yeah. That I usually know what gas station I'm actually going to stop at or what's on the way, uh-huh. and I can just wing it. So, like after you left us in Sturgis on the way back, 
Mm-hmm. I planned out 120 miles. I looked at 130 miles, no more than that, to get fuel. And I planned the fuel stops. Yeah. Made sure there's a gas station at the exit and everything. That's the way I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think I had much time to plan that. Mm. I, I don't think I pl- sat down and did that much. Maybe I did. I don't remember what I did. Well, I also only had to do about, I think it was three or four fuel stops. And the last one, I, I you know, we're getting close enough to home where, yeah. I knew where the fuel stops were. Yeah. So usually that's what I do. And a lot of times I watch the billboards. Because usually truck stops will tell you, you know, 20, 30 miles out before there's, you know, a truck stop. Yeah. And usually truck stops are what? At least three. No, I think there's one, I would say about every 100 miles. At least on the East Coast. They, they're pretty close. In the, yeah, in the, in the like mid-Atlantic and. Northeast, there yeah, there were pretty much every fifty miles, most places. Some areas you can get to where there aren't any, but right, that's more like tourist areas, like along the shore or something. I mean, I can actually tell you one that I've ran into is out west. When we're going out west next or this year, um, the one gas stops between gas stops one hundred thirty miles because there's not enough in between. There's nothing in between that I trust. So it's going to be a sh- kind of a short run because there's n- something's farther, and I don't know if we can make it on the gas and stuff in between. I'm not confident. It's like, well, it's a gas station, and mm, okay. Yeah. You remember that one that we stopped up there in South Dakota that had like barely any get only eighty seven and yeah, know, by, well, bad, we by, had to buy. Octane uh, booster. Octane boost and stuff. Because, yeah. I think I would probably have been okay on the spider, but I don't think your Harley would have been too happy. I think it would have been all right for one fuel tank. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've run not 87. I've run 89, I think, once before, too. Yeah. But the other thing about it was that was regular gas. That was non-ethanol. Right. That's a, that's a big help too, right? So, so that's what I kind of plan. So maybe the answer is when I don't have as a group, it's less planning. And I guess the other thing is you have to take into consideration the group that you're riding with is how do they want to lodge for the night? You know, hotels. You, when you do hotels, how many hotel rooms you need to get? You know, um, you take a lot of things in. To aspect of the hotel cost, the room, can we, everybody okay splitting? You know, there's actually one here a couple of years ago. We actually did, um, there's one we're doing the iron button, the bike overheating it outside of, uh, Nashville. We actually stopped and we were on our way to Missouri and we actually stopped and we went, I got a hotel room and there's four guys of us split it, but two guys slept on the floor, two guys slept in beds. So, hmm. But we had stuff that we were planning on camping, so there was like air mattresses and stuff we had. So, oh, okay. So it turned out to be like twenty five bucks a person for the night because there's only the room was a hundred bucks, so it was four ways is twenty five bucks. Yeah, that's not too bad at all. If you don't mind sleeping on the floor, or you could have shared the bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, look what we did last year when you, me, and Lonnie went down. Yep. You know we. Sp- split rooms and divided up stuff and 
rotate around sleeping arrangements. We worked it out. Yep. I mean, because I have a small cot. I mean, that's the other thing. I have a small cot that's a little portable cot that works really well. Other than you do need a down a blanket on the bottom side of it because it is cold. <laughs> yeah, you got your your dose of cold one or two nights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the last night with that little, <laughs> we talked about the hotel not having any coffee co- maker. Coffee maker. But that dude brought me extra blankets. Yes, he did. And boy, I slept good that night. He did? That's good. Yeah. The rain didn't help at all. The next day, that rain? Oh, God, that day. You know, that, you know, talking about sidetracking that day, I feared that day we were going to have rain all the way home. Yeah, I did too. And, and sometimes I think back and I wonder. Would have been better to have rain all day than the on and off crap that we had. We had the no. spring. No, no. I got after I left you. I got the rain, dude. <laughs> and trust me, I told no. you what to do, but you didn't listen to me. No, I didn't listen good enough. That's for sure. I heard you, but I just didn't have any way of. So, so, so uh, to recap, that that was, you know, last year Dave split off from me from M. Sandoval's ride. Um, that we've joined up with, and they're heading back home. And we stopped in North Carolina. I looked at the radar, and I said, "There's a rain cell coming. You need to go slow. You need to stay behind the rain." Yeah. Did Dave stay behind the rain? No, no. Dave did not. He. I don't think there was any way for me to stay behind the rain. To be honest with you, the last hour of it was, and I mean. We almost beat it back to my, well, we kind of beat it back to my brother-in-law's. And then after we got to his house, literally we pulled in the driveway and it started downpouring again and it didn't quit that night. So, yeah, yeah it was, it was pretty bad. I know. Um, Yeah. I think I split it from you and I think I, I think I made a home. Yeah. I think I made, I think the rain passed me. I think I was behind, I think it passed by. So I was. Because I was going west at that point, so I kind of missed it. Yeah, you you missed it, you said. But I knew it rained pretty good. Oh, it rained real good. That was some of the hardest rain. That was twice my dash went out on me. Have you heard any information about that? No, no. (laughs) Haven't heard a thing. Have you talked to Harley about that? No, I haven't talked to Harley about that. It's such a rare instance, and I'm riding in rain that I'm figuring it's the way of telling me, you know, you need to stop riding in this stuff. It's too heavy. Mm. Because the stuff I'm riding in, I can barely see. It's raining that hard. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. That, that, that's interesting. Yeah, I've been in some of those rainstorms, but yeah. Like, like the stuff we were in when we went up north last year. That was nothing compared to this rain. That was nothing. That was light rain. What the stuff Except you got? For, the stuff you guys were in April. The stuff that we hit after we split off from you, yeah, was so hard. When we pulled off on the shoulder, we were underneath an overpass, and when I stopped the bike and put my foot down, the water running alongside the road was up to my ankles. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little bit of rain, Dave. 
Yeah, that was a lot of rain. And that's not even getting rained on. That was underneath the overpass. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was like a river run alongside the road there. Hmm. So, yeah, I think I'm not really too concerned about it. Like I said, every time I do it, I stop. And then when I restart the bike, because I'm going to wait till it stops raining that hard. (laughs) And it works fine. So probably there's just a tiny little leak somewhere. Okay. So anyways, uh, I, so what else you got for me? Question wise, I, I'm trying to think what else you would want. To- well, um, like, uh, I mean, so we do a lot of writing in groups, at least a group of two or more. Right. And I think that the advantages to that are, are worth a lot to me. I mean, yeah, especially for us. Cause we talk cause we right. have the headsets. Correct. You can talk to each other. That way you keep yourself entertained. Right. I feel like the time goes by a lot faster. It does. Sure does. Even when it's miserable weather, it seems to go by faster. You you enjoy it with somebody. Somebody's experiencing with it. It makes me, I enjoy having somebody with me in case it puts me at ease or peace a little bit more. There's somebody knowing somebody's with me than just by myself. Right. If something happens, at least there's another guy there to. Yeah, or hang out with, or just talk to, or help out, or, yeah. Right, yeah. So I like riding, you know, you, in, in, or in pairs, is, is what I like. Um, I think the magic number is, have. I think, having even numbers of people to ride together. Um, this is something that um, I kind of figured out with iron butts, is this. I know some people do this, and I've done a few of these done iron butt group rides and the thing that i like to do with iron butts is that you do pairs and you have a partner right so the first person says okay i'm going to pull in i'm going to fill my bike up the second person gets off their bike leaves their bike there behind the other one runs into the gas station uses the bathroom quickly gets whatever they need so then you come back out the first person then goes in and does the same thing, and you can pretty much leave your bikes and everything, phones, all on your bike to sit in there. So you don't have to worry about somebody coming by stealing it. That's kind of a, uh-huh. or leave your helmet because, well, I run a, I have a expensive helmet and comms, and so $1,200 helmet, I don't like just leaving and sitting around anywhere. Right. You know, and plus phone. it saves time because now the other guy can fuel up his bike while the other guy's inside. Right. So it kind of does that. You know, kind of then you're ready to go. You can, the other guy comes back out and you guys are ready to go. But that's that's when you're on a tight schedule. And yeah, I, I, I know people that do iron butts and stuff. I don't know how you can. My opinion is on a gas station stop. I've never been able to get it less than 20 minutes on and off the highway. I know people can do it faster, but I don't know how they do it faster. Yeah, I mean, are they counting the time off the highway, or are they just counting the time actually stop? I don't know. I, I mean, literally, you could sit there and watch how many times we do it. 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. That's time. By the time you get to the gas station, pump the gas, yeah. bathroom, back on, off the road, it's 20 minutes. 15, yeah, 20 I minutes. always... I always figure it's 30 minutes just to be on the safe side. Yeah. You know, I figure. And sometimes it's longer than that if you need a break or something. But 
Right. And I guess that's the other thing I do is usually when I do runs, I do like two runs. Usually, let's see, usually on an iron butt, it's usually seven gas stops. Usually it's like two fast ones, a little longer one, and then two more fast ones, and then another long one, or every other one. I don't remember how I usually do it. There's usually a time where one's kind of a quick, and then another one's kind of a little longer. But then you get to, then you have to also, you know, when you're doing that stuff, you got to check with everybody else. How is everybody feeling? Is everybody ready to go? Um, there's actually, we were doing one. I got to a spot and I just said, um, I got to stop. I got, I, I just got to, we got to stop for a few minutes. And I think we stopped for like 45 minutes because I was just tired. I was just needed a break because we were going so long. Right. So. And, and, and it's important that we should mention things like this, that if you're in a group of people and you're doing a ride like that and you feel like you need that break, you need to let the other people in the group know. Yeah, yeah. Don't do not do that. And I, and I hate to say this much, that this is one of the first iron butts I did, and I never knew this on it, but we actually had people that said they fell asleep on the bikes. Wow. Going down the road, down I-75 in Florida, they fell asleep. They remember getting on the highway and getting off. They don't remember anything in between. Yeah. And that's 120 miles. Yeah. So, 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 yeah. And, and we got to keep an eye out. I mean, you have to watch other people and how it's done. And like you said, you do have to talk to people. And, and that's what we do. I mean, you got to know the person, know the people that you're riding right. with, and know their tendencies. Usually, when you start getting quiet, I start getting worried. Dave, you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. <laughs> I run my mouth a lot, but sometimes I just run out of things to say. <laughs> yeah, usually in the morning, you're pretty, well, no, in the mornings, you're usually quiet. Yeah, I'm not as much a morning person as everybody thinks I am. And then later in the day, you start getting chatty. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is, on trips, is eating. Right. You need to eat, but when you're on long trips or stuff, you also have to be careful with how, when you stop for lunch. Because I get to the point, if I have too much to eat, then it's bad. Where I don't want to um, continue on. So, yeah. So that's how we go. And now I'm looking at a screen that Dave disappeared his camera. He ran off. Oh, he's back now. I'm back. He had to probably go get another beverage. Yes, he did. I didn't really hear that open. Oh, you didn't hear it open? No, nope, it's pretty soft. Oh, maybe I'm on the wrong microphone again. Oh well. Anyways, so that's that's the thing with eating wise. Um, I I know there's and you gotta know what to do, how to eat, and usually it's snacks or something. Doing that, and I guess the other big thing is hydrate. You know, hydration's key. So. You gotta yeah, I mean, um, hold on one second here. Oh, I'm on the right microphone. I was checking my microphone. Um, yeah, so like, I mean, I enjoy writing in groups. Like you said, the two of us, 
Well, that just, that seems to be the easiest for me, at least when I'm riding by myself. Because I plan it all. Huh? Because I plan it all for you. Well, yeah. And yeah, you can do all the planning. You just got to show up and ride. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean, I enjoy riding with you. I know. I do too. I, I, the, the thing like when we came back from Sturgis, that was a, that was a pretty good size group. That was what, like six of us, I think. Yeah, there's six of us in that group. And, 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 but, you know, the cool thing with that, and I'll say this to everybody up in the ride out to Sturgis, there was, you know, us and coming back, it was, it was a good group. It was a very, very leisure. It wasn't stress. You know, we said what time we're going to get up. I thought coming back, and I'll give it credit to the young bucks that were with us, we said what time we're getting up, and they were up ready to go. Yep. Didn't hear yep. one hiccup from any of them. And I knew they were ready to get home. Yeah. I mean, the last day we let them slept, sleep in. We said we're going to start early. And Brian and I got up early and it was raining. And I said, Brian, I said, let's let them sleep a little because we knew they were out having a few good time spirits and stuff. And I said to Brian, I said, we'll let them sleep a little because I, I was looking at the radar and I said, I showed him, I said, look, it's raining outside right now. But mm-hmm. we might get lucky, and it'll there's a big dry spot coming, and we might be able to scoop behind this rain. I said we the roads will be wet, but we won't actively be getting wet, and that's what happened. So, yeah, and, and you got to play it by ear, and that's you know one of those things you got to play it by ear with a trip, and that's you know one thing I worry about us going west is what's the weather going to be like. You know, I have no idea. Yeah. So, yeah, we well, could have two weeks of rain because every time you go out in the spring, it's rough. Well, hopefully it's late enough in the year that we're going to miss it. Yeah. But well, I, I, as long as it's not snow. <laughs> we will see snow. Oh, I'm, I don't mind seeing snow as long as it's not actively falling from the sky on me or and covering the roads. No, I'm okay I, with that. I don't think we'll see that, but I think we're going to be at enough elevations that we're going to see leftover snow. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. I mean, we're going across some of the highest passes in the country, so. Correct. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But, I mean, like now, solo riding, for me, I don't mind it. I don't enjoy it as much, though. Yeah. For me, it's just about getting to the next fuel stop at that point. It's no longer become as much an adventure. Like, when I'm riding with you or I'm riding with somebody else. Yeah. It's it always feels more like an adventure to me oh. than than when like what was it last year I was coming home from somewhere oh when we were down in uh, I think we did the rattlesnake or something and yeah. I rode home that day yeah. and it was that was a long day man and then I got I got to Allentown it was only like five o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and I was I was like man it feels like I've been riding all freaking day and it only been like seven hours yeah yeah. So, so talk about adventures. Let me let me tell you about this one. Side note: riding. So, <clears throat> as I had my birthday, and um, oh yeah, happy birthday, John! Thanks, Dave. Um, following my buddy Riches from Law Pipes um, many years ago, made comments about doing a birthday ride. So every year since I've always pretty much done a birthday ride on my birthday. Usually, I think last year was I did it a little early because. 
because uh, Chris Conley came down. And I joined up with him, and I think my on my birthday was going to be crappy weather. So I kind of did it before, you know? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, having a birthday at the flip in in, in end of December, you know, it can be pretty cold. Yeah. So, uh, so buddy Bobby was going to joined up with me on my ride and we we're going to go over to Lexington, North Carolina to a barbecue place. I looked it up and I said, uh, it's going to be open. I said, okay, great. Here's where we're going to go. So we meet up that morning and, uh, I put in Google to this location. Google comes back and says, place is closed. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right. Did you call them? No, because they weren't open yet. It was like 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Maybe I probably could have called to see if somebody answered, but I doubt it. Anyways. So I said, okay, well, we'll go to this other place called the Pick and Pig, which is right on the, it's in, if anybody knows about North Carolina, it's in Carthage, North Carolina, and it's on an airstrip, a little private grass airstrip that planes fly in and out. So people fly in to have barbecue, and, and kind of a little backstory is this place, I don't know how long they've been there, but about three years ago, it actually caught on fire and burnt down. And they actually spent a year rebuilding it, and they reopened it this year. So, okay. So go down there. So this is like connected to the airport then? It's so it's a field. So the airport's like a grass field. So it's a little municipal airfield. Right. So it's like right next to the airfield. Hmm. So it's grass. It's not, it's not very big. I mean, it's a little two seater, four seater, a little, little Cessna plane. It's nothing, nothing big. No big but, you, but do you like see a plane land and take off there almost every time you go? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole big runway. And I, th- I actually saw, side note was when I was leaving this year, I actually saw houses over the, across the way that I think are have hangers for garages and they're plane, they have planes in there. Oh, the, that's the, cool. The doors were that big that they look like they hold planes. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of a cool thing. So, uh, we, uh, so I get there, pull in the parking lot. There's 1110 and the parking lot's empty. I'm like, crap. This there, place is closed. This is closed. <laughs> so I go up, I look at the sign. Yep. They're closed. New Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. I'm like, ah, oh, great. So then <laughs> I get out phone talking to bobby i said oh hey there's a mexican place in the town let's go how about that sound he's like whatever you want to do get back on the bikes start riding down the road get to the mexican place nobody's in the parking lot (laughs) i didn't even stop i kept right on riding (laughs) so i said well i know where we can go we can go up the road i know there's a hardy's up there and I know there's a Bojangles. So I guess that's where we're going to go. So then as we're riding along, as I talked about my garment, I open up the garment and I start flipping through, looking for places. I said, oh, okay, there's a Chinese place. I said, okay. And there's a diner. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll go there. 
So I put them in the GPS, pull in a parking lot. And, it, and, and before we get there, where the parking lot was, this is me not paying attention. There's a Walgreens drugstore. So I pull in that Walgreens parking lot because I thought maybe, because it was like a four lane intersection and to turn around, we have to do a U turn and kind of. So I said, well, I'll just go through the Walgreens parking lot to get to the shopping center. Pulling the Walgreens, and there's no way to connect to the shopping center. So we drove around, <laughs> rode around the Walgreens parking lot, made a right, made another right, went into the thing. So I pull in, and there's the diner. Sure enough, they're open. I said, well, Chinese, Chinese open? Nope, Chinese is closed. I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> what the freak's going on? I said, oh, look, there's a subway. We can go Wait, to the subway. Was the diner open? The diner was open. Oh, okay. Diner, diner was packed too. Oh, it was packed. Well, you, yeah, they're the only thing open in town. Well, <laughs> so then we pull into the parking lot, get off the bike, and I said to my buddy Bobby, I said, "Well, there's Subway and the Mexican place. He's like, whatever you want." I said, "Well, we'll try the Mexican place first. So then this lady comes up, starts to talk to me about the spider, and says, oh, "I really like this." Her husband comes up and talks about how he rode and talking about a. A trike and how he rode a trike and really didn't like the trike and just talking. I said, and his wife's over the thing. I said, oh, it looks like the Mexican place is closed. And he goes, No, they don't open till noon. <laughs> so we went into Mexican place and uh, had Mexican. Oh, so you got to the Mexican place before noon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But uh, I'll have to say it was probably one of, it was a, probably one of the best Mexican places I've been to in a while. Well, that's good. And in a small town, and there was a line when we got there to go in, and when we came out, there was a line. The place was packed in line waiting to seat. Wow. So, yeah, that, it must be pretty good. And they were staffed up, and they were walking, rocking and rolling. Yeah. So, <laughs> on that little note, my birthday adventure turned into find a place to eat. Yep. Was the adventure of remembering. And I remember that when I was on podcast with Bacon and the Crackle Cast, podcast with Bacon and Chad, I think we had, um, I think it was Long Way Paul, I think is his name. Long Haul Paul. Yeah, Long Haul Paul. And he talked about it's not about the ride, it's about the adventures you have along the way. That's what you're going to remember about the rides. It's not going to be about the ride, to, you know, this or that. It's going to be what happens along the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, how many times do we remember, you know, the the trip that we took? We're like, oh, yeah, remember that trip, you know? Like like last year, April, you're going to remember the rain that we rode through. Yeah. You know, all the rain, that's the adventure. Sturgis, I mean, going to Sturgis sucked. <laughs> and the worst part is? That you remember is going across I ninety in the freaking hundred plus degrees and the wind blowing like no man, <laughs> right? You no, know, I I blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> How can you block that out of your mind? I just don't remember it. Uh, you know what I really hate is that section of Iowa. <laughs> what section of Iowa? Is it Iowa? I think yeah, I think it's Iowa where you, they have the windmills and. We went through there at night one time, and it was just the blinking lights <laughs> off in the distance. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that first night. So, yes, that, that, that first night. Talking about riding by yourself. Oh, that, that, that trip. 
that trip, talk about people riding, right? So, okay, so we go back to riding in groups and everything else. That's the first year we went to Sturgis in 2020, and you guys all came out in trucks and cars. Yep. You guys rode all through the night. And I got a hotel room, and I went up to Waterloo, and I had a thing. You're like, oh, we're going to get there at midnight. Okay, do you want to stop? Nope, we're going to continue on. Okay. So I continued on the bike, and I had a few hours of sleep after getting there. And we're going along to ride through freaking Iowa, Minnesota. And, and I had it planned out of where we're going to go. And there's two ways to go. Either cross I-20, which or 20, US-20 there. And I didn't know about gas stops, so we went north to Minnesota. Because I knew where there's a love gas station on 90 up there. So we cut up there. And going across that back road was all those blinking red lights. And man, I'm like, are they freaking trains? Is that train like going by? And, I, and it took me, I don't know, I don't know what it was. I finally figured out it was windmills. Mm-hmm. So then we make this pit stop, get gas. And then we're continuing down the next road. And I'm I and I think I'm leading. Yeah. And you I guys you kept slowing down. <laughs> 65, 60. 55. I'm like, what the freak is going on? So we get to the next stop. Oh, we're tired. I'm like, we got to take a nap. I'm like, really? (laughs) Really? We got to take a nap. You could have stopped in Waterloo, got a hotel room, or just slept there, and I could have slept in the hotel room until morning, but no, we want to continue on. Well, we had to get there before four o'clock because they weren't going to escort us in. Well, now I remember Dave's like, I need 30 minutes to take a nap. (laughs) And I don't think you got a nap, did you, Dave? What? Did you get a nap? Yeah, I kind of got one. I think you were irritated. Yeah. And come to find out, one of the other guys was falling asleep. But I can understand that because five o'clock, early dawn is the worst time to ride or to drive ride because that's when you get to sleepiest for whatever. Yeah, any anytime there's a, it's either right before the sun comes up or right before it goes down. That that change in light is so tough on you. Mm. It's I, I have that every time I try and make it when I'm driving a truck. I try and you know either pump up on caffeine right before the sun comes up or. Try and fix it so that I'm stopped to do a load check or something or grab something quick to eat or something. Write that yeah. light change in the evenings because it's just it's hard. You know, one of the things I did a lot with riding, and people probably would laugh at this, I, for a lot of the times, I leave at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and ride. That's when I usually would leave the house was that early in the morning. And that first heart yeah it's kind of one of those things but i got sleep i woke up and i can make some freaking major time yeah 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 absolutely oh i guess the other thing going back to planning is plan your route to know what major cities you're going to hit and make sure that you try to avoid them before rush before rush hours or a lot of traffic if you after rush hour 
Right. So, or you know a way around a major city. Example, Dave and I are going out west, and there's going to be a city that we're going to be pretty close to, and that's why we're leaving it so early in the morning. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's like uh, the one time that I rode down with Lonnie and Missy down that first, that meetup down in uh, Teleco Plains that time. We didn't plan it enough, and we didn't think about it, and we went through Knoxville five o'clock in the afternoon and it took us an extra at least a half hour to get through that town knoxville is a mass because you got um 40 coming in splitting off to i don't know what the other road is 75 point south is it 81 oh 81 yeah 81 yeah because we came down 81 and then i think we split no, off. no no sorry 81 81 ends north of that so 80 ends and in, comes into 40 and ends. So when 80, 81 and 40 merge, 81 ends. Oh, does it? Yep. That's, that's the end of 81. So then 40 continues on to Knoxville, and then you got 75 that splits off in the south part. Oh, okay. The other bad city to deal with is Chattanooga as well. Chattanooga is an interesting city to hit with rush hour. But yes. There's a lot of bad cities at rush hour. Yes. I mean, need I say the Atlanta? <laughs> uh, the problem in Atlanta is it's so huge, but the other problem is they ignore the speed limit. <laughs> if you're not doing 90, you're getting blown by. Yeah. I mean, it's just they drive fast. Um, that one's crazy. I try to stay away from New York City. I mean, I know we've done a few, but we stay far. From, I try to stay far from that one. Um, yeah, I say, yeah, I like the plague. I say, try away, stay away from DC. I know you yep. can't. I know you drive through it every week. Actually, I avoid it for the most part. So I'm I've gotten where I just drive all the way down 81 to. Just below Winchester and cut across on 17. Yeah, but that's probably getting busy now, too. Not not as bad as D.C., man. Uh, <laughs> D.C. Yeah. Is, is so bad now. It's it's so bad. Yeah, I'm, I try to stay away from... I try to avoid the major cities. Or if I'm going to go through it, I have to plan it. So, and I guess yeah. the other thing to talk about, uh, riding, and probably have said it in the past, but when you ride cross country, when you start getting f- more west, people's driving habits change. How people drive changes. I'm not sure if you've ever realized it. Yeah. Oh, I definitely realized it. I mean, e- even probably even you driving. I'm not sure if you driving truck here from the north to the south or going into Virginia. There might be some of a change too. I don't really go far enough south to make a difference. Okay. I didn't know if you saw much like on 81 or anything there. See some of it. Uh, it's not, I don't really get to see it much of a change. Right. But there is a change. And I can tell you there's a change going from, you know, the eastern part of North Carolina to the western part of North Carolina. When I get to the mountains on motorcycles, it's different because. It goes back to that they have more 
and and I think this comes back to many discussions that drivers don't recognize there's motorcycle riders out there, but in the western part, since there's so much of motorcycle riders, they they realize they are out on the street and pay more oh, attention. Yeah. yeah. So. You would think there would be less out there because of just less population. No, because, no, out to, like, the mountains, because everybody travels on motorcycles to the mountains. Yeah, that's They true. go riding. So there's more people out there. Oh, okay. More tourists. Anyway, so, Dave, does that cover your topic of uh, riding, discussion about riding uh, solo and with groups? Yeah, I think we've we've talked about a good amount here. All right, cool. So, all right. I can. So, so, and uh, let's see what do I got down here? What do we got for a beverage tonight? We got a beverage tonight, Dave. Dave, we got of beverage. course I do. I've got I've got some noble bourbon. You know, if you made it, I would have had something else for you. I know. Noble That's bourbon. Right. Ready. Oh. oh, there you go. Oh, look at this, Dave. Look at this. See, I'm, I'm going to be good tonight, Dave. I'm going to join you in a nice beverage here. It's not going to be a Coke, is it? Ah, he's got some fireball. See? Yeah. Uh, so we'll celebrate this lovely ride, lovely night of celebration and New Year's and and birthdays and birthdays, right? Yes, yes, birthdays, birthdays. We both had birthdays another in year. the past week. Good ride, Dave. John's making a face. A little too much cinnamon for him, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Just a tad. Just a tad. (coughs) Just a tad. Yeah. That's all right, John. (laughs) (sighs) All right. Well, everyone enjoy. Thanks for checking out Asphalt Chasers podcast. And we'll chat with everyone later. All right. That's it for this episode of Asphalt Chasers. We hope you enjoyed the ride as much as we did. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can find us on social media or visit our website for more information. Remember to always ride safely and responsibly and to enjoy every moment on the road. Until next time, keep chasing the asphalt and living life to the fullest.